right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. You don't got time that. All right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Schwert and Derek Johnson on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. It's getting increasingly difficult to figure out who has officially reopened his recruitment. And we talked about this yesterday. We didn't like talk about it in depth, but we've brought up the possibility of this happening for, you know, ever since Remy Martin and then Jalen Coleman lands last week. Because when those two guys committed, then all of a sudden you were one over the scholarship limit. Everybody understandably assumed that that meant Ochai Baji was gone. And he still might be. But we said at the time, it's probably a little bit too early to assume that, given the process of the NBA draft hasn't even begun. So how would Ochai know exactly what he's going to do if he hasn't even gotten any feedback? Last night on Twitter, Sidney Curry posted this message. After talking with my family and praying on this, I have decided to reopen my recruitment. I want to make sure I have made the best decision for me and my future. I want to thank Coach Self in Kansas for this great opportunity and asking me to be part of it. I want to make, I truly want to make sure what I'm doing is best by taking some more time to consider all my options. Sidney Curry realized he wasn't going to play next year. There's no shame in that. I'm not trying to dog the kid. It's probably the right move, honestly. Now, you could say, well, he could have been in line for playing time two years from now. Maybe. Or maybe KU is going to go out and recruit another crop of big men. Or they're going to go out and get another kid from the transfer portal. Sidney Curry was a JUCO transfer. Uh, he averaged 13 points, 8 rebounds a game last season for John A. Logan College. He's a bit undersized. I think he's only like 6'8", 6'9". But he's, show, he's got, I mean, he's like absolutely ripped, jacked, shredded, whatever you want to call it. Really good athlete. But you look at the depth chart for this past year, realistically, where would he have fit? If you're to believe that Dave's the starting big man, which I believe he will be, and then I think the first two guys, the two guys who are going to be competing for backup big minutes are going to be Zach Clements from Sunrise Christian and Cam Martin from Missouri Southern. Like, I believe those two guys are going to compete because they're different players. Like, Clements is obviously younger, freshman, thinner, but... He's got a jumper, right? I think he's more of a perimeter big guy, a stretch four. Or if you put him out there just because you want more shooting and spacing. Whereas Cam Martin, who's a shooter too, I mean, he shot 44% last year at Missouri Southern, but he's a little girthier, right? He's 6'9", 240. He's going to be able to go down in the paint and bang like a traditional big. I haven't even mentioned Mitch Lightfoot, who I don't think is going to be in the rotation next year. I think he's coming back. I don't think this is probably his intention, but... I think he's probably coming back as more of just like a locker room leader type guy. 
I don't. Do you expect Mitch to play or to figure into the rotation? Because I'll tell you what, over the course of his career, there have been ample opportunities for him to sort of seize a role, and it's never happened, and it's no fault of his own. He's just, I, I just don't know how good a player he is. But he's obviously somebody they want around the program. I don't think he's going to play. And if Mitch isn't going to play, uh, where do you see minutes for Sidney Curry? I think some people would have argued that he would have been ahead of Mitch on the depth chart, just because when you went back to those Bill Self comments that we've been talking about for three months now, um, or two months, I don't know, however long it's been since the season ended, he seems to fit the billing of that athleticism and the size you need from a big man. Now, if that would have mattered, maybe not. You know, even if you were ahead of Mitch, you named all those three other guys in front of him. And, you know, if you play small, if you put K.J. Adams or Jalen Wilson at the five, that's even less minutes that you have at the five. So, yeah, yeah the minutes probably weren't there. I don't know if it was a situation where KU told him, like, hey, dude, like, this is the depth chart, like, you know, you might want to reconsider this, or if he just reconsidered it himself. But I think the natural inclination now is, oh, you're going to get OGI or Jalen back, which I, I still don't think this really correlates. So this doesn't change your opinion on OGI at all. Uh, Jalen is coming back, okay? Okay. I, I mean, come on. Jalen Wilson's coming back next year, right? Can we just go ahead and agree on that so that doesn't become a talking point the rest of the summer? Probably. I think there's probably a less than 10% chance that Jalen Wilson stays in the draft. Okay, so let's move on. Okay. Does this change your opinion on Ochai at all? It seems like it opens it up more. Like, I guess before this happened, I was maybe, I don't know, 80-20, 70-30, that I thought Ochai was going to stay in the draft. Now maybe I'm back closer to 50-50. That's a a significant bump. Yeah, it is. It's just more about the logistics. You, You know you don't have to worry about it now. Um and then maybe it is a signal that, oh, well, KU didn't bring in Jalen Coleman's lands just because they knew Ochai was gone. Like I said yesterday, I think Jalen Coleman lands is Ochai insurance. Yeah, but I, I also think that this is something you've said. I don't think anybody knows what Ochai is going to do. I don't even think Ochai knows Everybody what he's going to do Everybody on Twitter seems to think they I know, know what Ochai is going to do. I don't think do. Ochai knows what he's going to do. You go back to the C.J. Moore article. Like, if he gets a promise from a team— but he hasn't had that promise yet. If he would have had that promise yet, he would have said he's staying in the draft by now. So right? Ochai's been down in Arizona working out. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he's been working out with, but as we've mentioned a hundred times, the NBA playoffs are still going on. So the idea that teams are actively—I mean, yes, they're scouting and they're doing their their work for the draft, but the draft process, as we know it, hasn't begun yet. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that there haven't been. You know, workouts that he's done where somebody maybe plugged in with an organization or a scout that's come and watched him and given him some unofficial feedback. But if you go back to that interview with CJ where he says, you know, I, I need to get feedback from teams to kind of know where I stand. I would be interested in a two-way contract. You can check all that out at theathletic.com, by the way. That would sort of indicate that he hasn't received that feedback yet, but it does seem like mixed signals a little bit. So I don't know. I don't know if if he's made up his mind. I wouldn't think so. I, I don't know how you would make up your mind unless you are getting some feedback. But you're not getting any assurances. That's the difference. You can get feedback from scouts, but until the draft process starts, there's no teams telling Ochai right now, we're going to give you a two-way contract. Well, even then, we've heard before of stories where guys get a promise, like, hey, we're going to take you here. We're going to take you in the second round, or we're going to take you here in the first round. We're going to give you a two-way contract. And then all of a sudden, that team doesn't do it because some guy they thought was going to be gone by then isn't gone, 
and then all of a sudden you end up free falling. Now, I, I, that's not going to factor into his decision. He's not going to view it like that. But you do have to be wary of that. You almost have to approach it as like, I have two teams who are going to guarantee me something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think this changes it. The only thing it does is it gives me confidence that he hasn't made a decision yet. Like, I don't think that that... I don't think the Jalen Coleman lands move. This re, this reiterates that the Jalen Coleman lands move did not indicate that they weren't getting Ochai back, and the Sidney Curry move indicates that they're still sort of probably waiting. I, I don't think they're going to do anything now, though. I don't expect them to go out and hand a scholarship out. No, I would kind of expect at this point it's if you think it's Ochai or nothing. If you think Jalen's coming back, then fine. There's one scholarship out there, and maybe you, maybe you give it to somebody really late in the game, right? Like in Yeah, I mean there's still guys on the on the transfer market. But you know, by the time we find out, I think the the draft combine isn't for, you know, in until June and you have the deadline which is in like early July for them to uh-huh. come back. By then, you know, the transfer market or the guys that you would expect to play at Kansas exactly. is going to be pretty dried up. So, another piece of news that came down for KU next year, Bobby Pettiford the incoming freshman guard originally committed to Louisville. He is from uh, North Carolina, fringe top 100 recruit in the class. I thought was was and is going to compete for backup point guard minutes with Dewan Harris. Has torn uh, three ligaments in his left ankle that are going to keep him from being able to play basketball when he shows up to Kansas. He's going to get to school on June 6th. Summer classes begin June 8th. But he's going to have to go through rehab, and it's going to certainly delay it. Now, the, the general turnaround time for torn ligaments, um, six months to be back to 100%. But he did talk to Gary Bedore, the Kansas City Star, last night. Here's what he said. Quote, I have three torn ligaments in the ankle area with, with bone bruising. Torn ligaments, no surgery. I shouldn't be out too long. I'll know more about recovery time when I get to KU some weeks before I'm 100%. Also, minor setback, major comeback. Mm. That's implied. That's the best part about minor setbacks. There always has to be a major comeback. Well, it gives the opportunity now for a major yeah. comeback. This would... <laughs> what if he's a major setback, minor comeback? <laughs> that, that's not nearly <laughs> as inspirational or optimistic. This would indicate, would it not, that Duan Harris is now in the driver's seat for being the backup point guard again Probably. next year. Yeah, I mean, by the end of the season, you could convince me, oh, Bobby Pettiford figures it out and... By the time we get to March, maybe he usurps him. But, yeah, DeWan's going to have the edge. He already did by having a year of college under his belt, by having a couple years in the system with KU. And now if Bobby Pettiford, you know, gets a late start on boot camp and training and practicing with the guys, that just further kind of goes to DeWan Harris. Do we really think there's going to be that many backup point guard minutes to go around anyway? I mean, Kim, well, or Remy Martin's going to play Self a lot. does have a tendency to play his uh, starting point guard like and 35 And Remy, Remy is experienced. Yeah. He's going to be, and here's the big thing. He's going to be such um, an upgrade over whoever the, the replacement is. Like, the wins over replacement baseball right. stat. Like, Remy Martin's wins over replacement are going to be one of the highest in college basketball. There's nothing against Juan Harris. It's that he's an All-American candidate, man. Right. He's pro- He might be your Big 12 player of the year. Yeah. Versus a guy who, good passer, but like not a great shooter, not a real offensive threat. He can be an opportunistic defender, but he's not going to be like a really solid one-on-one defender. Like, 
it's just Remy Martin's ba- leaps and bounds better than what Dwan Harris. Yeah, so it just depends how you look at it. Like, sure, maybe he plays five minutes in the five minutes Remy Martin gets a seat because that's probably where you like look at Remy Martin getting minutes per game, thirty-five minutes per game. You know, like I'm almost tempted to start there. Um, but I think where it comes into play more is it really just depends what KU is going to do at the other guard position. Like, are they going to go with a bigger lineup where you have Christian Brown as a two or Ochai as a two or Jalen Coleman lands as a two, or is your, are you going to have certain lineups where, you know, Joe Yesifu is a two. And if you're playing two ball handlers at once, when you say compete for backup point guard minutes, it's not necessarily just the backup yeah. to Remy Martin. Because that's the other thing. If, if Christian Brown ends up starting, if he retains his starting role and Joe Yesifu is coming off the bench, well, that's your backup point guard because he'll slide over and play both. He'll play, uh, he'll play probably most of his minutes at the two. But if Remy Martin's going to play 32 minutes a game, that's not a lot of minutes to go around for another guard. Like maybe you put, you can put Remy at the two, but Remy's going to have the ball in his hands when he's out there. No, I, I still think though that there's going to be time for a pairing between Dewan Harris and Remy Martin. I don't know how much. Maybe it's a five to ten minute thing a game. But I think that could actually be an interesting lineup. That one that I'd like to see. Because with Remy Martin, you know he's that offensive guy. Dewan Harris, he is more the facilitator and the defensive guy. They could be a perfect fit next to each other. He's Derek Johnson. I'm Nick Schwert. You're listening to Rock Shock Sports Talk. Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for a hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The Lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code RCST at manscaped.com. I'll be honest with you, man, for about, I'm 31 years old, so for the past 14 years, like shaving my nuts has been one of the most dreadful experiences that I have to go through on a semi-regular basis because it just never goes according to plan. Regardless of your technique or where you're doing it at or what sort of tools you're using, I always seem to get a nick here or make a mess there. No matter what, it never turned out the way I wanted it to. That is until I discovered Manscaped and the Lawn Mower 4.0. Because their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. You think you'll like it? Imagine what the old man's going to think. Get your dad a gift you know they'll use. Get 20% off. And free shipping with the code RCST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code RCST. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. We've got approximately 345-ish days before RCST Trivia 2022 begins, but it's never too early to take a look at the favorites to win next year's event. They always do this in college basketball, the NFL, the second the season ends. That night, somebody's got their top 25 for the next year ready to post because we can't get enough of it. So I thought, if we can do it in college football, college basketball, why can't we do it with RCST Trivia? So on today's edition of Let's Rank Stuff, the most self-explanatory segment in the history of Sports Talk Radio, I am going to let you know my way too early top 10 for the 2022 edition of RCST Trivia. Let's get it going. Number 10. Number 10. Brian Rainey. Now, his overall numbers aren't that impressive. Only 10 and 2 all time, but he went 7 and 1 this last year, and he was in the region of death. He ended up losing to Tate in the sizzling 16. No shame in that. But he did showcase a knowledge for 
some of the older 80s and 90s KU trivia questions, which serves you well. If you know those questions, you're going to do well. Everybody knows the 2000s. Everybody knows the Bill Self era. But how many people know the 80s and 90s and can recall individual games, individual statistical seasons like that? Brian showcased the ability to do that. I think he is a sleeping giant. That's why I have him at number 10. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the question that highlights the most is the 1996 Elite Eight. Who did Kansas lose to? He answered like that. It was Syracuse. Yeah. That's the one that'll ring in my mind. Okay. Number nine. Number nine, Ryan Schlesner. 16 and 3 all time, 11 and 2 this last year. Made it all the way to the great eight before losing to Isaac. He's somebody who cares. He puts the time in, he puts the work in. That work ethic, it's going to help you. Work ethic goes a long way in this event. So I have Ryan at number nine. I think he made it the second round of the Sicily 16 the year before, too. So yeah. he's got a uh, pretty solid track history. record. Yeah. yeah. Number eight. Number eight, Andrew Filer. Andrew Filer, another great eight participant. You may say made it to the grade eight. He only comes in at number eight. That's not because I think he was the worst competitor of the eight. It's just that you don't have the the cumulative numbers. Only 17 and three all time, but he did go 15 and two last year. So it was a rough go in year one, big bounce back. But as you're going to see, a lot of the guys on this list, a lot of the people on this list have had two really solid years. So Andrew's a rising star. He wouldn't have been on my top 10 last year. But he went from unranked to number eight, which in an event of 64 people, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll be interested to see who's higher because I do think he should be higher um, immediately when you give the number. He was close to beating Tyler. I mean, he got the Paul McKeskey question, which was a tough one. Yeah. So I, I don't know. He had all the, the note cards that he was studying with Kyle. I, I think he could be higher. Number seven. Number seven, Kyle Martin. Okay. Whoa. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Who won the head-to-head this year? Andrew won the head-to-head, but that's not always indicative of who's better. You know, what did we learn about these two in this matchup? These two guys, good friends, they were studying together. But what we learned was that it was Kyle who put the study materials (laughs) together. He's the one who took the time to make the flashcards, which tells me he's got a little bit more hop to it of an attitude. He's got to get her done. He's the one actually putting the time in. And it kind of felt like maybe Andrew was mooching off the resources that Kyle made. Yeah, that's right. So I had to give Kyle the the nod there. Okay, I see where you're going, but again, he won head-to-head. And who do we remember more? Is it the guy who created something or the guy who mastered the plan? Did he master it? Like Bill Walsh. Did he steal it? Bill Walsh mastered the West Coast offense. He didn't create it. I think this is the coach from the Waterboy who just steals the secret playbook from the other coach. Yeah, and he won a bunch of titles. But that's not because he worked hard. It's because he's a thief. He's a scumbag. Wow, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I'm saying the coach is a scumbag, not not Andrew. But Kyle, 18 and 6 all time. He comes in at number 7. Number 6. Number 6. This might be my dark horse to win it next year. Alex Stilley. Mm. 18-3 and all time. Went 8-3 and this past year. Lost to Andrew Wymore in the sizzling 16. He's one of those guys that has a really, just a really solid track record. He's not a bubbly, explosive personality. He's kind of like the Tim Duncan of this event, you know? He's not wowing you with his flashy plays. He's just sort of quietly going about his business. I want to say Alex lost to Isaac the year before, too. I mean, that's that's a pretty good track record of if you're going to lose in this tournament, the two people you lose to. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think this is a guy who, if he gets the right path next year, might wind up seeing him in the Fantastic Four. 
number five. That's a movie, by the way. It's the phenomenal four. Man, we got copyright infringements all (laughs) over the place. We're into the top five. It's my way too early top ten for RCST trivia next year. Number five, Andrew Wymore. I made it to the phenomenal four this past season. Finished fourth place. He got bounced by Eric and then lost to Tyler in the game. So two losses to end the season. You know, that's only that only happens to one person. So for that reason, I had to dock Andrew points. But I will tell you what, a phenomenal run. Phenomenal run through RCST Trivia this year. Went 27-2. and two. Very impressive. And he's somebody who I think long-term, you should just expect to, his name to be a mainstay year after year in this event. I would almost argue that, you know, if, if you were to give attributes, ratings to these different trivia oh, yeah, like competitors that. of what their niches are, of what they're they're best at, right? If you were to say game recalls, like name this game, KU played who, so-and-so in 2002, I feel like he might be at the top of that power ranking. We should probably start doing that, like NBA draft boards, right? Give yeah. every, give the prospects a rating 1 through 10 on every single we'll attribute. create a video game instead of NBA 2K. It'll <laughs> yeah. be trivia 2K, and they'll have ratings for everything. I could really Number take off. Four. Number four, Tyler Feist. Mm. Finished third place this past season. He wow. was a newcomer, Didn't right? Did he get top three? Well, listen, uh, he set the record, the all-time record, for most questions answered correctly in a season. 37. 37 correct answers. So he was battle-tested, but he also got seven questions incorrect. Now, you got asked a lot, but he was a newcomer. He had to go through a lot this year. But we need the longevity. I need you to do it year after year. Were you a flash in the pan? Or are you somebody who's going to become a regular around these parts? So, I mean, listen. To have one performance, one single season, in an event that's been going on for two years, and all of a sudden you're top four, that's nothing to hang your head about. So, Tyler Feist comes in at number four. So, Tyler's kind of like the UCLA. Not, I mean, it wasn't that much of an underdog. I guess he was a nine seed. But he makes the final four. But and a lot of players are coming back for next year's UCLA team. A lot of people are putting them in the top five, top ten preseason. Top five, they're top still three. a little wary. They're not putting them number one, number two. You, you start to wonder. Prove it to me. Next year's a prove it year for Tyler. Number three. Number three. So I put Andrew at number five. I put Tyler at number four. Who could be number three? Because we probably have a good idea of who two and one are. Number three, Tate Vobach. This is controversial. Is um, it? Is it? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, you made the declarative statement on the airwaves that the people who made the Phenomenal Four this year were going to be the ones that get the one seeds. So you are saying that Tate is already going to be... Underseeded. Yes. Yes. Correct. As a two seed. Yes, I am. So you're doing that to somebody. You're giving a one seed the problem of having Tate as yep. the two seed. Yep. That doesn't seem fair. Second of all, uh-huh. Tate just lost to Andrew. I think yeah. Andrew Wymore should be higher than Tate. Tate, 27-2 and all-time. He's only missed two questions. Both of them knocked him out of the event. He still has the second-highest correct answer percentage in RCST trivia history. The only person who's higher than him has a medal, has a gold medal. Okay, so Tate's somebody who missed a question. I still think he's hungry. I still think he's one of the top competitors in this event. And I'll take the longevity. You've got a... a Phenomenal four. You've got a championship game appearance. And your floor, as he proved this year, your floor is a grade eight. That's top three worthy. Top five worthy. Again, I think I'd still put Andrew out of him. 
Where did Andrew? What what happened to Andrew in year one? You want to want to refresh my memory? Yeah. Early exit, first weekend exit. Tate doesn't have a first weekend exit. That's why he comes in at number three. Number two. Okay, so this has all been fodder to get to the top two because we knew who the top two was going to be. Mm-hmm. What we didn't know is what order okay. the top two yeah, are this going is to be. Very exciting. This is like doing an NBA list. Mm-hmm. And you're doing one through 100, or 100 through one, and you go, okay, this is fine. But all I want to know is, do you have Jordan or LeBron at number one? Number two, in my way too early top 10 for RCST Trivia 2022, Eric Hansey. Whoa! He just won the title. The champ comes in at number two. Wow. And I know you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute. How is Eric who just won. He is 49 and 2 all time. He went 26 and 1 this past year. His two finishes are third and first. Nick, how could you do this? Let me answer your question with the question of my own. Who won the national championship in college basketball next year? Last year? Baylor? Is Baylor going to be the preseason number one next year? They would if they returned all their players, which but Eric they is. Don't, but they don't, do they? Uh, well, Eric is. Is he? Yeah, Are you confident all his players. He's yeah. going to be the exact— I feel very confident. He's going to have the exact same brain power next year as he will be this past year. Yes. Here's what I More. think. Here's what I think. And we don't even have to do the— num- A year wiser. Just go ahead and do the number one sounder. I don't even need the drum number roll. One. Number one is Isaac Henderson, okay? And let me tell you something about Isaac. He's 21 years old. He is 50 and 5 all time. He is 33 and 4. I don't know how old Eric is, but he's older than 22. He's in his 30s, 40s, something around there. I'm giving him a couple decades. Okay, yeah. Isaac's brain is still developing. They say the human brain doesn't (laughs) stop developing until the age of 25. You know, that's that's why car rental companies make it to where you have to be 25. To rent a car. Wow. Fact. Okay, so until he's 25, Isaac is he's still just gonna keep getting potential. Yeah, he's just going to keep getting okay. smarter and smarter. Well, then, he's like a prospect. He's like John Morant. Scored 48 last night. <laughs> he's going to keep getting better. Luka Doncic. He's going to keep getting better. Isaac's just just reaching the potential. Here's Isaac's. Here's his two finishes. Okay. So he has first and second. Slight go first and right second. Now. Yeah, I guess that's better than first and third. So I can see why you go that way. He has one more total win, but Eric has the head-to-head. And he's got a growing brain. And this was the... We changed up the trivia questions a bit this year. This is more KU, so I think this should matter a little bit more. I might go Eric one. You also left off a name that you shouldn't have. Well, I've got some honorable mentions. Okay. And then I'll send it to break. Guys, I left off the list. Sorry about it. In no particular order, Landon Fields, Chris Yurchik, Ben Wilson, Leslie Wilson, Dylan Davis, and Steve Fetch. Did I leave anybody off the list? Yes, you did. One Sam Oliver. He, he didn't participate he this did year. He did not, but that was something a little bit out of his control. Um, Sam went to the grade eight last year. He only missed one question, and it was a loss to Tate. He went 13-1. and one. I sample think he should size. be in the top ten. Sample size. I need a sample size. So if Sam if if Sam comes back for trivia next year, he's got to be, you know, like top three seed, right? Maybe. If he does well, we'll see. Hmm? We may have we may have a play-in game. We may have some play-ins, just, <laughs> just some, like, auditions. Yeah. See how we get to the seating next year. All right, that's Let's Rank Stuff, and this is Rock Chuck Sports Talk. (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Join the Tommy Club. You can download the Tommy Club app and enjoy endless washing for one low price, Derek. That means unlimited car washes, unlimited clean, shiny, and dry, unlimited use of exclusive app lane, which, by the way, I've taken advantage of. It's kind of like the the express lane on the highway. You don't necessarily like to lord over everybody else, but when you're zooming through and getting in to get your car washed first, like that's why it's called Tommy's Express, right? You get unlimited access to all their locations, unlimited guest service, and perhaps most importantly, unlimited happiness, Derek. And I think that's something that we just don't emphasize nearly enough in life. I'm looking at your car right now. I'm thinking it could maybe use a trip to Tommy's Express. What do you got going on later? Thinking maybe you should stop there on your way home. You going to at least consider it? I will absolutely be going to Tommy's Express Car Wash. Now, the, the outside of your car, the exterior, it does look okay. Where my concern begins is the interior of your car. Yeah. When you have I, a, I don't a think dog. I don't think the inside of that car has seen a deep cleaning in quite some time. No, when you have a dog, when you have a golden retriever, you got hair everywhere. And they have those vacuums that... You know, it's going to get out for you. So, yeah, I'm definitely making an appointment. Tommy's Express Car Wash. What I love about the the vacuums at Tommy's Express, the cord comes down from the top. So you're not having to try and wrap it around your car and getting yourself into a pretzel. No, very flexible vacuums. You want to go to the left side of the car, the right side of your car. You're perfectly good. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Wash, rinse, repeat. 